We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into our Friday edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call it the tailgate. My name is Chris Plank. Coming up on the tailgate today, we will sit down with Sooner softball hitting coach JT Gasso. A successful weekend for the Sooners, but one that ended with some frustration in their annual trip to Palm Springs for the Marionetter Classic after Oklahoma was shut out by Arizona. First shutout of the Sooners in just a little over a year. So we'll talk with JT Gasso and kind of get his perspective on how the Sooners have been able to attack the preparation this week for their home opener, and obviously some individuals that have caught his eye here early on. You know, it's it's kind of exciting that this is the first home game of the season for the Sooners this weekend with Oklahoma hosting in Missouri State on Friday night at 5 o'clock because unless you follow fall ball, you haven't had a chance to see Jocelyn Allo hit. And when we had a chance to sit down with Patty Gasso last week, hoping to have her on the podcast next week, when we had a chance to sit down with Coach Gasso, I loved the, the the term she used. She said, you make a noise. When when Jocelyn hits the ball, there's a reaction that is generated with the ferocity of her swing. So we'll get a hitting coach's perspective on that with JT coming up here in just a bit. And Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, will join us to give us a quick preview of the Friday game. That's tonight. So I, I've spent all week thinking the OU-Iowa State hoops game was on Saturday. No, no, no. Friday night, 8 o'clock for the OU regular season finale as they take on Iowa State. But as always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, of course, for listening. We always appreciate and dig your feedback 
at OU on the air. We continue to grow with some of the different shows and I guess we can say productions that we've been able to bring you over the last year. If you subscribe, you get in your inbox every Friday morning, and this will be the final Friday, the Coaches Show, Sooner Sports Talk from the night before. So you can hear Lon Kruger and Sherry Cole. You might have noticed our newest addition to the Sooner Sports Podcast Network, which is Jessica Cootie and Meg McDonald with their weekly Cootie and Meg podcast. And oh, by the way, this week, this past week, featured Kaylee Clifton and Sid Romero. It's a great listen. If you haven't had a chance to hear it, it's in our archives at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And on iTunes, on Stitcher, Google Play, whichever way you go about consuming podcasts, we have a way that you can subscribe and be a part of it. So make sure you let us know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. Follow us on Twitter at OU on the air and at Sooner Sports TV. All right, now all the house cleaning is done. Let's get after it, shall we? Let's talk OU basketball with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Roll. High ball screen from Brady. Trey stops, fires a 30-foot three. Bam! Oh, yeah! Things didn't go the way the Sooners planned on Tuesday night, coming off a nice win against Kansas State, Toby. Uh, I know you and I had a chance to talk about this briefly in last week's tailgate, but what do you need to see from the Sooners tonight against Iowa State? I mean, I, I think there's an obvious answer here, but what do you want to see performance-wise from Oklahoma tonight? Yeah, I want to see a win, Chris. I want to see a win. And I think all those things you mentioned are what it takes to get that. For some reason, the energy level, it, that should never be uh, something you request. That should be a given. But it seems to be with this team that there are nights where they are fired up and there are nights where they're not fired up, it seems like. So it shouldn't be that way. But, yeah, they need to bring – think you got to hit shots. I mean, I feel like when they make their first two out of three or three out of five that you can almost book it. This is going to be a good night. They're going to hit ten plus threes. They're going to win this game. And when they come out and they miss four of their first five or – Five of their first six, you're like, oh, boy. We got one of these nights going. Their their shoulders slump a little. Their confidence slumps a little. Their energy level slumps. And that first four or five-minute stretch is so psychologically important to this team. It shouldn't be that way, but I think it is with the, these guys. So they need to get a good good start. And we, we saw it a little bit better, but it just – on what would that be, Tuesday night – but it just seemed like things fell off the quick, almost too fell off the cliff, almost too quickly. So I, I'm with you, Toby. It's it's exciting to think about what we've seen, if that makes any sense whatsoever. You can't just completely say, "Well, I'm done," because we saw a first half of this season where they showed the potential, and we saw it on Saturday against Kansas State. And again, I, I say this a lot: it's basketball. You know, hit a couple of shots, get a little streak going, and the next thing you know. We're in March, and you're making a run, you hope, because it's not as if you have to go back to some sort of fundamental and systematic change here, right? Uh, no, I think that's right. I, I think that's right. Uh, you know, I don't know if uh, maybe there's something on the defensive end, whether they say this isn't working, let's become a zone team or something like that. I can't imagine Juan Kruger doing that, but that's right. really the only button to be pushed that hasn't been pushed. Um, but you're right. In college basketball, there have been occasions where a team looked like they were dead in the water and then all of a sudden made a miraculous run. I mean, you know, 
we were talking about NC State earlier. That they were an example of that. Connecticut a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse, a couple of the year. Oh, you went to the Final Four two years ago. You know, was dead in the water, and a lot of people thought they shouldn't have been in the tournament, and they went to the Final Four. So, it has happened. That gives you a, a little encouragement, and certainly with a guy like Trey Young, you think, well, you can't completely rule it out. But um, Tuesday was discouraging. It was really because on the heels of the way they played Saturday and the hope that things had turned around for them to go play that poorly and, and, and be beaten that soundly was discouraging. So hopefully they can shake it off. Good stuff from Toby. Obviously, it's a, it's a challenging time. It's a frustrating time for Sooner basketball. But again, it's, it's hoops. It just takes a couple of wins, takes a couple of shots falling, and the next thing you know, you're back on the right track. This is an incredibly busy weekend for Sooner Athletics. Not just the hoops game tonight, the men's baseball. The baseball team opens a three-game series against Alabama. Gymnastics is in action over at the Lloyd Noble Center. So there's an opportunity to see K.J. Kindler's crew. And then for the first time in 2018, a regular season home game for the softball squad as Oklahoma, the two-time defending national champs, open up with the Courtyard Marriott Tournament. Tonight, it'll be Missouri State at 5. Tomorrow, 2.31st pitch for Abilene Christian, and then we'll play Missouri State again at 5. And then on Sunday at 2.30, it's OU and Abilene Christian. The tough loss to Arizona aside, how impressed were you with the way this team performed against Team Japan? Um, it was, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty surprising. Um, not, not that, you know, we were able to do what we did, but the way that they were, um, I think the way that our hitters were able to stay within themselves and look normal and not make it bigger than, uh, than themselves. And I'd say, I mean, the, the pitchers did the same thing and, uh, and just all, all around, everyone was, was playing it, uh, like it was, you know, a normal game and trying to do what they weren't capable of doing or do something outside of themselves. So, um, yeah, it was, it was real impressive. And I know you got to see, uh, uh, Leah's home run, Wale's home run. And then we ran a short game on them with the first and third. So it was pretty cool to see them execute at that level. So I got, I got an odd one for you here. I went and did baseball last night. I went down to Dallas Baptist and I thought the umpire was squeezing him pretty good. So from, from your perspective, JT, how do you handle a situation whenever you see a hitter who feels like they're either not getting the zone uh, properly called or allowing maybe the way a, a game is called get to them a little bit? I don't know if it's ever been much of an issue, and I can't think of anything that really jumps to the top of my head. But how do you mentally make sure that the that that the Sooners don't allow that to be something that bothers them or factors into the way they think going to the plate, which is the way an umpire might call a strike zone? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that we talk about is that there's the normal strike zone, which we think it is, but then there's also the umpire strike zone. And we do a good job of identifying that to see if there's any discrepancies between the two, usually within the first couple innings. So, um, and I know like Leah and our catchers do a good job of, of kind of reassuring what it looks like uh, within that first inning. So, um, we we do a good job of adjusting to what that might be if there are any changes in it, and just find a way to uh, to not make it bigger than what it is. So, um, 
you know, I know a lot of teams would get frustrated with it, and it's, you know, we don't want to swing it. We don't want to swing at balls out of the zone, but if they're going to, if the umpires are going to continually call that, and it's something that's consistent, then that's part of the game where you just got to adjust. So uh, we we take pride in in constantly adjusting to things, and if that's one of the things that that we need to adjust to, then we do a good job of uh, of making the, those adjustments. JT. Obviously, there's a headline grabber for a lot of softball fans this year in Jocelyn Allo as a true freshman who has already hit, what, five bombs this season, and her ceiling is still so high. But what stands out to you in the way that you've seen her approach the early part of her career at the plate? I think it's the her mentality of just how she goes about the game and you know, just her overall work ethic, and she always she's humble enough to know that that she's not even close to where she could be, and um, it's it's something that she she goes into every at bat with a plan. She tries to execute that plan. She's confident, and all the stuff that that you don't usually see in freshmen. You know, she treats the game uh, as if she's been playing it she's been playing college softball for the past five years, you know? So um, I'm, I think it's really impressive just her demeanor and the way she goes up and just takes her hacks. doesn't matter who's pitching. doesn't matter uh, what they're throwing. She's going to, she's not going to get cheated. And that's just something that uh, stands her out or sets her apart from, uh, from other hitters. I like her attitude. I mean, she just seems to be so low key, so laid back. And then that, she hits the ball, and to say that it's a violent impact isn't anything negative, but her contact, JT, is something unlike I've ever seen. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it gets pretty scary when they're in the cage. And if you, <laughs> if you leave something out over over the net, the, the front toss net or the BP net, you're going to get smoked. So um, we're trying to get her to elevate the ball more so we don't have to worry about that. But <laughs> – <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, hit the ball in the air so you don't hit your BP pitchers. But, uh, but no, yeah, she she definitely comes with some force. And uh, and like I said earlier, she just she doesn't get cheated. And it, it, she could be playing with a ball, and she's not going to get cheated. How nice is it? And again, I I love the growth that this sport has seen. I love that we're doing every single game. I love traveling with you. I love calling these games. And it's fun going on the road. It's fun to go to places and still having Fullerton and Oregon down the road. But JT, how nice is it for not just obviously the fans to have the home game, but for the staff, for these players to have a couple of weeks at home to really kind of catch their breath after a wild travel schedule to start the season? Well, it's huge because not only, you know, you've you get familiar with your uh, surroundings and, you know, this is everyone's home and, but it allows you to practice. And I don't think like we had a short week last week. Uh, You're traveling. uh, We're we're leaving on Thursdays of the weeks before. And it it just, you don't, you don't get to work with the players like you normally get to. So, um, you know, like it's, it's after uh, let's say New Mexico, and we needed to make adjustments, and we needed to get people healthy again, and we're leaving on Wednesday, you know. So uh, it's it's good that we get this extended extended week that we can really dig deep and and uh, work just work on things and get better and and just 
it, it is nice for us to, I know as a staff, to get to see our families. I feel like I haven't seen uh, my wife or son in the past <laughs> three weeks. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely really great to be back home and just sleep in your own bed because I have a great bed. <laughs> I know those, those hotel beds sometimes, man. I don't know about you, but that that hotel bed we had on Saturday night that was that was pretty money right there. Hey, I, yeah. I got that that was pretty good, and there was a mall right next door too. Hey, t- two more quick yeah. ones, and then I'll let you get back to work. First of all, um, we we talked about the strike zone and not allowing that to get in your head and making adjustments. You obviously have a few players that have had to make an adjustment this year, and we talked with Coach about this a little bit yesterday, and maybe you can go more in-depth. How much of a challenge has it been for Kelsey? I know we truly only have one slapper, but Nicole Mendez and Nicole Penley can slap every now and then. But with the way that you've seen the change in the enforcement of the foot, uh, I guess you call batter's interference, how much has that affected their approach early this season, JT? And how much of a challenge is it? Well, it's, it's a big challenge, and I think what you end up having to do is just find ways to make your technique work. So and I know the rule is you can't have any part of your foot over outside the line, whereas before you could just have – as long as your part of your foot was in the batter's box, you were okay. So what you see is a lot of people on that outside pitch are having to reach over out of the box to hit it. Well, I mean, with that being gone, you have to totally change your technique and – uh, just your natural reaction is something that's further away from you is the reach out there. And, uh, and so Janie Reed has done a really good job with Kelsey in making those adjustments. And it's something that, um, you know, Arnold's working on every day. So uh, it, it's, it's been tough, but I think she's, she's taken to it. And she's a natural athlete. She can, she can make these changes real quick, but I mean, she was making some pretty good, uh, contact out this past weekend yeah. and i don't think she got called for it once uh no. no i don't think she got called for it at all whereas you saw arizona as their leadoff was getting called for it. and it, i mean it, it's frustrating it, it's frustrating because you know it's basically a strikeout that's what it is you're putting the ball in play and it's basically a strikeout so um so yeah the fact that arnold didn't call it get, get didn't get called on that at all was uh was big for her. Yeah, and uh, the Arizona leadoff hitter got called for it twice in that game yeah. on on Saturday. Okay, another one of those random thoughts that maybe is 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 better left for a bus ride conversation. But where have you seen the biggest advance uh, advancement, JT? Has it been in the video technology? Has it been in the bats? Has it been just maybe in over analyzing technique? Where is you have you seen the the quote unquote hitting game change the most in softball since the days when you got things started at Michigan State and Purdue? Holy, I'm not that old. So it's not, you know, you act like, you act like. You act like you're you're my age or something. Yeah, when I, yeah, not quite there. I'm just kidding. No, no, you act like whenever I was at Michigan State, we're hitting with a wood bat or something. You never had video, you didn't have cages, right. Yeah, we we had the old highlight reel film. And uh, I think the biggest, the biggest change, I, I, if you look at the bats, um, I think 2010 was when you saw more of a, regulation on the bat so i don't i don't necessarily think they're the bats but i think uh video wise it's just unbelievable uh it used to be starting in i can remember when i was in college you didn't get video on softball until may when when right around the season was was starting to end and you're getting into the postseason 
now, I mean, you, you think of last year when, when our Puerto Vallarta games, that was huge for the first weekend of February to have games. And now this, this year, every weekend you have games. So um, the information's out there. And I know as much as we're able to see teams that we're going to play, teams see us play too. So you can't hide anymore. Um, if you if you are a player on a team and you you're gonna have people are gonna have a game plan against you, and I think that's one of the biggest things um, that that we have to get used to as well is uh, you know you have people like Nicole Mendez going into year two. People know how to throw to her. People are gonna figure out how to throw to Jossie, and people are gonna figure out things. So um, it's important that. You know, we tell we tell our girls all the time that you're you you're to have no holes in your swing. That any plan that a pitcher has against you, you're able to combat. So um, I, that's what I would think. It's just the video technology and the, and just the sense that the sport's growing so much that everybody has film on you now. It's a great point. All right, man. Uh, anything else exciting? Did uh, Did Joseph remember who you were after having barely seen you for a couple of weeks? Was all good? No. There? He- <laughs> He actually didn't, and it was kind of scary because he just goes to Andrea now all the time, and he does. It's like every time he sees me, he just starts crying. <laughs> so, so I just, just, just a couple like, uh, just a couple little airplane rides, just little roller coasters with them. I'll just pick them up and throw them up, and we're good. And, okay. and your best friends. Again. And, and real quick, since how, how's Andrea doing? We're 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 down the home stretch right now. We're gonna have a we're gonna have another baby gas, so it's gonna be a girl. How's she doing? How's everything going on the uh, on the home stretch here? Oh, you know, it, she's good. I think the biggest the the biggest thing I guess we're dealing with is Joseph is literally just running everywhere, and he's getting into everything. So. She's trying to keep up with him, and, you know, it, it's tough because, like I said, she's getting down the home stretch. But, no, she's, uh, she's doing well. She uh, um, is just, you know, helping raise now what's going to be our second kid. So um, it, it's, it's pretty cool to see our family grow the way that it has. But um, I know uh, just being around the field is something that, that I dealt with, and uh, – I don't want to say deal with. It's something that I grew up with, so it's pretty cool to see that uh, reciprocated with our kids. So big weekend, Sooner Sports everywhere, Soonersports.com to find all the schedules, Soonersports.com slash tickets so you can get in the door. And as always, Soonersports.tv slash podcast to make sure you subscribe and you're following everything we have on the Sooner Sports podcast. So until Tuesday, everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy all of the action. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.